Welcome to the Real View podcast, where Ohio realtors connect you to innovators and influencers, keeping you with the real view of real estate. Whether you're a broker, agent, first time home buyer, industry leader, or just happen to stumble upon our podcast today, you can expect to hear tips, tools, tricks, interesting information, and so much more from the experts in Ohio's real estate game. Hi, everyone. Welcome to today's episode of The Real View. I'm your host, Allison Wiley. Carrie Arblaster, our co-host, is unable to join us for today's episode, but that's all right. We will continue on without her. Joining me today is Julie Back, who has been one of the top President Sales Club Award winners in individual transactions for a few years now. We'll get into that in a little bit, but Julie is a realtor in Cincinnati, Ohio. Julie, thank you for joining me today. Thank you. I appreciate this opportunity. I'm Julie Back, a real estate agent with Sipsy Klein Realtors for the past 26 years in Cincinnati, Ohio. I love my job and working with people. Throughout the years, my sales kept increasing and then they skyrocketed. I have been the top selling agent at Sipsy Klein since 2012, for the city of Cincinnati since 2015, and for the state of Ohio since 2017. I decided to go into real estate because I thought it would be fun. My grandfather was a custom home builder and developed many streets in High Park and Mount Lookout area, which are two of the finest neighborhoods in Cincinnati. Seeing his passion gave me the idea I wanted to work and love what I do like he did. That's amazing. I love that. I love the family connection. So how cool that you got to learn that from your dad. That's that's amazing. What is the best view that you've ever seen? So this is our signature question that we ask all of our guests. It's just a way to get to know each other a little bit more. So I'm excited to hear your response. That is a hard question to answer. I have toured and sold so many incredible homes. I love river or water views. And the Cincinnati skyline is beautiful. I have seen some spectacular homes with amazing gardens and pools. But since I love to travel, I must say that the best view I have seen was from South Africa. We traveled the coastline from Port Elizabeth to Cape Town for three days. They call this the garden route, the most beautiful coastline in the world. That sounds amazing. Wow. So cool. Have you just visited there one time or or have you been there multiple times? Yes, I've been just to South Africa once. It was a fabulous trip. We were gone almost a month. We started up in the Sabi Sands, which is in the middle of South Africa. And then we flew out of the Sabi Sands We did the big game reserve. So you are guaranteed, you know, the top five of the big animals. And then we flew to Port Elizabeth and Port Elizabeth, Cape Town is the most beautiful coastline in the world, they say. And it was from Nyjah and it was just phenomenal. I don't know how to explain it, but when you see it, it it explains it all. And then, uh, you know, uh, Cape Town is just an amazing city that a lot of people have not traveled to, but it's, you know, considered one of the top cities in the world. Well, and you said you've been there for a month. So, I mean, it makes sense because isn't that flight like ridiculously long? Yeah, it was 18 hours from Atlanta. We spent five days up at the Sabi Sands, the game reserves, and we flew out. And then we did uh, Port Elizabeth to Cape Town. And that was probably three to four days. And then we spent four days in Cape Town and did all the fabulous sites. Then we flew out of there and went up to Victoria Falls, which is one of the seven wonders of the world and spent, I think, two or three days there. So it was an amazing trip. I wouldn't trade it for anything, but I love to travel the world. So 
And I've seen a lot of pretty views, but that one was one of the most amazing. That sounds amazing, beautiful. Trip of a lifetime for sure. I'm sure you'll never forget that. Okay, so I know we mentioned this before, but you know, you've been at the top of the President's Sales Club Award individual dollar volume category for a few years now. And, you know, we were chatting before we started this recording and you mentioned this is just on me. You know, I'm not I don't have a huge, you know, team of people backing me up. This is all you. So tell us how you do it. Well, I'm very focused with my job. I am up early getting my day organized every day. And I always say the key is discipline. If you don't have discipline, you're not going to attain your goals. Everyone has the idea of goals. But where they fall is they don't have discipline. And I'm very disciplined. I look at my schedule every day and I'm like, what needs to happen now? And then I decide what needs to happen now. And then it's categorized as what's going to make the money that day. (laughs) You know, because you can get in real estate, you can get discombobulated with a hundred different things that aren't going to make you $1. So I always try to start my categorization every morning of what I need to focus on to bring in the sale. And that's prioritization. You know what I mean? Looking at this is the most important thing I need to do today, like you said, to make that money. So yeah, that's great. I stay in constant communication with my buyers and sellers. That's key. I know who to call, email, or text. They all know I will take good care of them. I think that's the reason I have so many people I work with and have so much repeat business because I really take care of them and stay on top of it. Like this morning I spent probably five to 10 minutes emailing or reaching out to my clients saying, hey, it's this time of year, there's not many showings, or I'm really sorry that you keep having to leave your house because you know, your house is so busy. Our inventory is really slow and I mean, low in Cincinnati. So in my marketplaces where like, I really specialize in Indian Hill, we used to have 180 active listings. We're plus or minus today 18. And 10 of those listings of the 18 are what I call paper listings, new construction. They haven't been built because there's going to be a new development in Indian Hill, which hasn't happened in years. So our inventory. Yeah. So, I mean, multiple offers are happening. I mean, I had an offer on a listing last week in Indian Hill. I have the offer in place. I had a backup offer for about 40,000 more than asking. And then the second backup offer was for about 60. So it's like, you know, you buy it as is. It's a whole new world. We haven't had a seller's market in Cincinnati. I don't even know what, 15, 18 years. Uh, It's just, it's sort of fun, but then it's a whole new deck of cards to deal with. Yeah. And I mean, on top of dealing with, you know, something we haven't seen in 15 to 20 years, we're also living through a global pandemic, which just throws a whole other wrench into things. So How has this year been different, you know, or the same for you in your business dealing with COVID-19 and all the challenges that this year has brought? Well, we are all so lucky that real estate has flourished during the pandemic. I remember thinking to myself, oh, am I going to go out of business? Am I going to be able to make any money? Because we're independent contractors. So if you don't sell, you don't make. It's not like the paycheck comes. Right. But my business increased by over 20% through the summer. And I had record sales, highest sales ever in the city and the state the year before. So I've flirt, you know, I've done better than that by 20%, which to me sort of blows my mind, but take it while it lasts. Yeah. (laughs) You know, it's a good thing. I don't think it's going to be this great forever, but I'm going to keep working and trying. Yes. You know, so, you know, that's just been an amazing thing to me because I remember last probably March, April, I didn't know what was going to happen like the rest of the world. And then I was like, 
oh my God, people keep calling. People must be home, you know? And then I realized on my high end, all the executives were home that were never home. So they're looking at their houses and they want contractors or they want to move or they want to renovate or add on. It was just, you know, the real estate and construction world has just flourished with the pandemic, That's which is good for us because there's a lot of people, I my heart goes out to the restaurants and the hospitality industry. I mean, that's just really sad what's happening there. So I have a lot of compassion for that. And I'm thankful that our industry was not damaged by the pandemic. For sure. And that real estate, you know, was declared essential so early on in the beginning of the pandemic and that we were able to work. And, you know, like you said, home is more important now than ever. You know, we are we are being told to go home, stay at home. So the fact that, you know, we are able to provide that to individuals now more than ever before, I think is is really cool. And that's an interesting point that you touched on about, you know, people being in their homes more and realizing like, okay, wait, you know, we have that time to pause and look around and, you know, realize where we live and make those changes. So that's actually a very interesting uh, view. I, I never thought of that before. So, you know, the other big key is interest rates. I mean, I'm having clients lock in 30 year fixes below 3%. The lowest I've seen since the person said they do private banking with one institute, they had a 15-year mortgage locked in at 2%. I mean, that's unheard of. I remember when I bought my first place, I thought I got the best rate because it was single digit. It was like (laughs) 9.75. If I told someone they were getting 9.75 interest rate, they wouldn't even buy today. I mean, and then I have clients that tell me about when they have 14 and 15 and 16 percent interest rates. I mean, I don't think anyone could stomach that after what we've seen. And we all thought it was a low when it was at 5 percent. So interest rates have also been the reason why I think the market has flourished so much. And I think it's across the state, if I'm not mistaken, and across the country. Yeah. And I think they're projected to stay low, too. So, I mean, that could only continue into 2021 from all the projections that all these economists have been doing is that, yeah, these are probably going to hang around now, you know, which is just crazy. It's making homes more affordable than they've ever been, which which is great. Yeah, I like so, it all. It's all good. Yes. <laughs> I just want to lose the mask. <laughs> yes. And I want people to get healthy again. It's a little scary out there right now because, you know, they tell you how you can get it, but you're not exactly sure because there's people who show up with it and, you know, they've been at home. It's just I don't know. We're on times, you know, uncharted water and it's a little scary. And, you know, you worry about the elderly because if they get it, they don't have as much a chance to live. And that that worries most people because they have parents and grandparents yeah, or people that have um, they have immune deficiencies. What has that been like for you working, you know, with this in mind? Have you changed the way you approach your business? Is there additional precautions that you you go through now to make sure you and, and your clients stay safe? Yeah. I mean, when I show a home, I always have a mask on. I try to be cautious. I try to stay away. I try to touch as least possible in a house. And then personally, you know, I really don't go out if I'm not, you know, in an outside environment. I don't really want to be closed up in a home. I, you know, just want to be careful for my clients so I can keep working, which I've been able to. And because, you know, I have a mom that's 83 years old and I really would never live with myself if I gave it to her and she got sick and something happened like she passed away. That would just be 
for me, something not excusable on my behavior. So I'm just trying to be cautious like I think everyone is. Everyone's yeah. a little concerned and, you know, holidays aren't the same this year. This episode of The Real View is brought to you by the Ohio Association of Community Colleges. Ohio's network of community colleges provides accessible training that accommodates the busy lifestyles of aspiring real estate professionals at half the price of a traditional university. With convenient locations in every part of the state, as well as online options, Ohio's community colleges are your smart choice for pre-licensing education. For more details or to start the journey to a real estate career, visit the education page at ohiorealtors.org and then click on the pre-licensed course locations. Yeah. Yeah, it's been it's been awful. I know I missed out on uh, Thanksgiving with my family and, you know, Christmas. We're all trying to stay in the house as much as possible so we can be together for that. But yeah, it's it's been a challenging time, you know, for everyone. But, you know, great news with the vaccine is on its way. And hopefully <laughs> they did the first shots in Cincinnati to our front line in the hospitals today. So that was exciting. And I guess they in a few weeks, they'll do the second shot. And uh, Modernum's coming out, I guess, gets approved this week and probably in the next two weeks, Johnson & Johnson. So all is on the up and up, I feel. And hopefully by summer, we will have a healthy country again and world. I last year at this time was leaving to go to Cambodia, Vietnam, and Thailand. When I left December 23rd, I had not heard of, you know, they called it Corona in the beginning, coronavirus, and then they called it COVID. When we got over to Thailand, you know, we heard a little bit, then we went to Vietnam. And uh, by the time we were leaving, we were hearing a little bit more and I didn't even know what it was. But when we flew in to go back to the States and we were in Guangzhou, which is a Chinese airport, you know, it, it's in China. Long story short is my mom said to me, what's wrong with these Chinese people? I said, nothing's wrong with the Chinese people. She said, get your head out of your phone and look up. You know, we were getting off the plane and I wanted to go to like the Delta room or crown room because we had a two hour layover. And I look up and I realize why she thinks something's wrong with them. They all had like space helmets on, you know, like a big plexiglass helmet over their heads. And I was just like, you know, I told my mom, I said, you know, they have, I was calling it coronavirus then. So I did not know how serious it was. But then by January 7th, I had a listing appointment and my client was president of Huffy Bikes in the United States, which is based out of Dayton, Ohio. And he said he was going to be home because his three manufacturing plants in China were shut down because that's where they make Huffy Bikes. And um, I was like laughing. I said, I just wanted that pink Huffy bike that I saw as a child. I didn't even know they made Huffies anymore. <laughs> there That's was a crazy. store in Cincinnati called Swallows. And every time we'd walk in, that big pink Huffy bike was right at the front entrance. And I wanted it, but I never got it. <laughs> you need to have him get you the hookup now. So I client. feel like I had two big signals that this was going to come to the United States. But I had no clue. You know, I just... I've never worried about my health because I've always been in good health, but it's been a new awareness that I think myself and the rest of the world is more appreciative of everything we had and how we did things. That's so true. And I remember I was in Puerto Rico the last week of February. So, I mean, we were like, this is two weeks before this all, everything hit the fan, you know, and 
I remember I'm waiting for my flight to come back to Columbus and my mom is texting me, you know, you should be wearing a mask. You have hand sanitizer. You know, this this coronavirus is out there. It's funny how we changed the name of the sickness throughout too. You know, it was always coronavirus. Now it's COVID. I remember her saying like, you know, be be careful. You need to be aware. And I'm like, mom, like, be quiet. Like, what are you talking about? Like, you're overreacting. Like, you You're don't know. Like, <laughs> yeah, like, like, we're, I don't know. This is, we're never going to hear from this again. This is just going to be, you know, a few days in the news and whatever. So yeah, I don't think that, I mean, I, at least I know myself, I was not ready or prepared for what happened. And it's like, you know, how naive of me to think that like, oh yeah, we're going to shut down for, you know, a month in March and April. And then by the fall, packed football stadiums, concerts, everybody will be back to, you know, it's like looking back, you're like, wow, we had no idea what was coming. No idea. I remember sitting in a closing at the end of February and it was probably one of, might be the largest sale I'd had, both listing and represented the buyer. I'm sitting at the closing down at a law firm in downtown Cincinnati. And I was like, I don't need to say anything. There's two attorneys. <laughs> I'm just sitting there in the meeting like a fly on the wall, you know, just <laughs> like I'm smiling and saying nothing. I just want to, you know, get my settlement statement and everything. And I was just sitting there thinking to myself, wow, you know, real estate's going to be phenomenal this spring and the economy's great and everything in the world's great. And, you know, I was just thinking all this. And then like, you know, two weeks later, I wasn't sure what was going to happen to real estate, but we found out it was a necessity and we rocked through the spring and it kept getting better. But at that time, two weeks later, after that closing, I wasn't sure. I was wondering if I was going to make any money. Would I even be able to go out? I mean, things just kept getting worse by April. You know, we were in at least a complete shutdown in Ohio, you know, mandated by the governor. So I, I feel fortunate that, you know, we had those mandates and now, you know, with the virus revving up, I think, you know, it'll slow down here with the vaccination coming on board. And that's all we can hope for. But yes, we are very grateful. Our industry has remained pretty much unaffected by this and um, is almost stronger than ever before, which is awesome. <laughs> Well, I think too, you know, everything's become so electronic. I do contracts electronically. It'll be interesting to see what happens with businesses down the road. Will they bring everyone back? Do they need all this office space? Is it more efficient this way? Can, you know, how do they save money? It'll be interesting. This is going to be life changing across the board for just people personally and big, large corporations, you know, that yeah. they've been operating and their sales have been good without having people in the office. Yeah, for sure. So did you always do, you know, kind of the virtual like video stuff or was this kind of all new, a whole new world for you once COVID hit? Well, Sipsy Klein's the largest real estate firm in Cincinnati and their whole basis has always been to stay ahead of the curve on technology. So we had everything in place except one thing which they actually had in the newspaper today in Cincinnati is that we could do earnest money electronically. We used to have to deliver the earnest money to the office or get some, you know, encrypted code to have it wired in if someone wasn't in Cincinnati and needed to do earnest money. But now we have a link and a seller can do it. But we were really set up at our company because we're always ahead of the curve. So I'm really fortunate. And it's probably why I've been with them for 26 years. You know, I started with them. I was just a new agent, no family in real estate or anything, just had the idea that I wanted to do it. And 
I wasn't exactly sure how I was going to do it, but I did it. Looking back, I did it. I don't know exactly how it all happened, but uh, I can say hard work and discipline are the key to anyone's success. If you take anyone in any industry, they usually work extremely hard and have extreme discipline. And I think that goes to show, I mean, you being with them for over 20 years, you know, your commitment to them and as well as their commitment to you. So that's that's really an accomplishment and also something to be proud of on top of, you know, all your other wonderful achievements. Thank you. Yes. And I know, so you kind of almost answered this, but I didn't know if there was anything more you wanted to add. But what advice would you share with realtors hoping to achieve your same level of success? You know, you need to work hard in this business. You need to be responsive. Calling someone back two days later just doesn't cut it these days. I can't tell you how many agents I call and they can't get back with me. Or they tell me they're going to their kid's soccer game or basketball game or you name it. And they make up all these excuses. And I just think to myself, if their seller or their client knew what they were saying, they wouldn't like it. So my key is, and people always laugh, they're like, "What?" because I answer my phone all the time. If you called me, I'd pick up if I could. And I always answer my phone. So I think that's a big key, being answering your phone, being responsive and getting back. Because in this day and age, if you don't answer, they're calling the next person. I mean, it's just real estate's really time sensitive and you have to be on it. I think that's a big key for any new agent to be on top of it and know your marketplace. I'm always shocked when I talk to agents, newer agents in my office. And, you know, I had the largest new construction development lot sales in Hyde Park. And this agent was on phone duty and didn't even know where it was at. I mean, I was just totally blown away. I'm like, this is not even a mile from our office and didn't even have a clue what this project was. So it's always amazing. I always say, learn the areas, drive them. I'm always driving. If I have like 15 minutes after a showing and I'm in an area I haven't been, I drive the streets, I go up and down, I write down things. I'm just always trying to stay on top of the marketplace and what is going on. And that's key. You have to know your marketplace. Saying I don't know doesn't work. You should say, I will find out. You know, that's how you answer the question. Love that. And it's and it's so true in this world that we live in. Everyone is used to things being instant. I mean, we have so much at our fingertips. We can access, you know, a world from our phones and get any you know bit of information we want with a few clicks. So the fact that, you know, we that's how we are trained to live in this world that we live in. So, you know, I think the fact that clients and, and people that you're working with expect the same, you know, as they're working with a real estate agent or a realtor, uh, you know, expect the same thing. So that makes total sense. Great advice. I think another thing is that there's so many part-time agents and they don't look professional. For me, that means being always dressed for business in case there's a last minute meeting. First impressions count. You know, I want people to feel confident with me from the start. I get dressed every day. Uh, You know, I always laugh when I think I'm going to have a slow day. I said, just don't shower that day and have your, you know, sweats on. Oh my God, I'm in like such a tailspin because the phone starts ringing when I think I have a full <laughs> dress day. Or, you know, like I always say, if I put on my blue jeans and go somewhere, I mean, I run into someone, are you working? It's like, because I've always been dressed up. I think you need to be professional. I always say, if you go to your attorney, you can wear your t-shirt and sweatpants and everything. But if you go to your attorney and they're sitting there in a t-shirt and blue jeans, You've lost all respect. You know, you expect them to be in a suit and tie. You know, you have to dress the part. 
our industry is all about the whole package, which is the appearance, the knowledge, your hard work and, you know, your work ethic. I mean, it's just, it's a total package that some people don't deliver. Yep. I love that. So I'm also important and clearly ways that you have found success by following these great rules and, and bits of advice. So thank you for sharing that. So I want to wrap up with one final question. Um, and this is kind of broad, but I figured I would ask it anyway. What does real estate mean to you? Real estate to me means home. We help people with one of the most important things in their lives. And that is very rewarding. Real estate also means family to me. The people at Sipsy Klein are very important to me. They are there with me during good times and bad. They are my friends and cheerleaders. We support and encourage each other every day. And that's really important when uh, you have such a strong team like I do, not only from my clientele, but from my corporate support. When you're with the same company for 26 years, it wreaks stability and people like that. You know, people look at that because, you know, being in my position, I've had every company in town reach out to me and tell me all the good things they're going to give me. But I really uh, strive on loyalty. I have friends from preschool. You know, my whole life is about stability and loyalty to the people who help you get where you get to. And I've surely um, been fortunate to surround myself with a high quality company and lots of good quality clients and friends. Awesome. Uh, Any last words of wisdom or or things that you want to share before we wrap it up today? Just keep smiling. We have been so fortunate to be in a business that has flourished this year. We have the best job in the world and I wouldn't trade it for anything. I'm just so lucky. I go to work every day and love what I do. That's awesome. Well, Julie Beck, you are the best. I've enjoyed spending time with you here over Zoom and over our virtual recording platform. So thank you so much for being here today and for sharing all your words of wisdom. Uh, You are the best and I look forward to talking to you again, hopefully soon. All right. Thank you. Thank you. Bye-bye. Thank you for listening to The Real View. That wraps up today's episode. You can keep up with the latest on the podcast at ohiorealtors.org slash The Real View and on Apple or Google Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you listen. Have questions, comments, or suggestions? We want to hear from you. Email us at podcast at ohiorealtors.org. We'll see you next time. This has been a Humble Pod production. Stay humble.